Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, about 13 or so minutes each day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word, and that helps keep us strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you always to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. Family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with little everybody you can. Help somebody in your life grow in their faith, come closer to God, and hopefully, prayerfully get to heaven. Make that commitment today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're closing out this major series that we've been going through that we've entitled Heart Troubles, and that is Problems of the Heart from a Spiritual Perspective. We've talked about a whole lot of them already. We've talked about anger and hatred, We've talked about laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, arrogant, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, anger, fear, weak faith, ingratitude, prejudice. And as we close out this series, we're talking about selfishness. Selfishness. And so we've defined selfishness, and you could probably add some words or thoughts in your own personal way of defining what it means, but we've simply looked at it in a pretty straightforward way, basic understanding. Selfishness is being focused on your own interests, your own desires, your own needs, your own wishes as being more important than and and ignoring, therefore, the interests and desires and needs and wishes of other people. In other words, you're putting yourself always ahead of everybody else. What do I want? What do I need? What do I think? What have I got? What am I going to keep? It is to be self-seeking, self-centered, self-interested, egotistical, egocentric. Well, we talked about how the term selfish ambitions is repeatedly condemned in Scripture, listed among lists of sinful actions and lifestyles that'll keep a person out of heaven. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20, Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21, Philippians 1 verses 16 and 17, Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4. We also looked, we focused in upon Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, where we learned an incredible lesson from our Lord and Savior about the opposite of selfishness, and that being selflessness. Jesus came into this world as our Savior. He came in human form, went through all the kinds of things we go through, including all the kinds of temptations, and ultimately dying that torturous, brutal execution death on the cross for us. Not for his own good, for our good. Again, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 tells us about how he gave up his position of equality with God in heaven for that time, at least, so that he could become man and go to the cross as our Savior. He emptied himself. He took the form of a bondservant. He came as a human being. He humbled himself. He became obedient even to the death on the cross. He did all of that, not for himself. He did it for us selflessness, not selfishness. Romans 15 and verse 3, 
For even Christ did not please himself, Paul wrote, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Incredible. The Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, For he, that is God, made him, that is Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. Not to be sinful, but to carry the guilt of all of our sins upon his physical body as he went to that cross, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus paid the price for our sins, for the sins of everybody who ever lived before he came to this earth as the Savior, for the sins of everybody who lived during that time that he lived upon this earth and went to the cross, including those who ridiculed him and mocked him and blasphemed him, and for the sins of everybody who has lived since he died on that cross and until he comes again on the final day of judgment. You think about all of the heinous, awful, wicked, evil things that people have done, are doing, and will do. He bore all of that guilt on himself for us as he died on that cross, emptied himself, humbled himself, gave us the ultimate example of selflessness through love for us, the opposite of selfishness. We need to follow his example. There are times when we need to put the interests of others above our own interests. In Matthew 16, 24 and 25, again in Mark 8, verses 34 and 35, and again in Luke 9, verses 23 and 24, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What about your mindset? Is it mainly, primarily, just on you, what you want, what you've got, what you're going to keep? Hmm. He says, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 12, verses 9 and 10, let love be without hypocrisy. You say you love people? How are you showing it? He goes on and says, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Are you doing that? Are you showing preference to others over you in certain situations? In the 16th verse of Romans chapter 12, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. In other words, be selfless, not selfish. Don't be conceited. Don't be arrogant. We used as a base text for our study, Romans 15 verses 1 and 2, where Paul wrote, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good 
We need to be thoughtful of others' needs. And then he concludes by saying, leading to edification. And what is it to edify? It is to build up. It is to strengthen. It is to encourage. How can I help my fellow human being? How can I help my brother or sister in Christ to be stronger spiritually? Is there a need that I, I, can, I can address in their lives through some of the blessings that God has blessed me with? It's difficult to let go of things, isn't it? Because the devil is very skillful in planting that thought, that mindset of selfishness in our heads And he can do it in such a subtle way, we don't even realize what it is. But we act upon it by being selfish, by being self-centered. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 24, Paul wrote, Let no one seek his own, but each other's well-being. Did you get that? See, that's not the message of our society, is it? Seek the other person's well-being and not your own? Well, that's crazy, isn't it? You know, take care of yourself. Well, what's the golden rule again? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. But how have we twisted that around in so many cases? Do unto others before they do unto you and do it real good so they can't strike back. Take what you want. Get what you want. Focus on what you want and how you have to act to get it. That's selfishness. And that is condemned in Scripture. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. How can I help my brother or sister in Christ? How can I help somebody else? Do I care even? Or is it just words that I use to say say I care without any actions backing up the words? Tough lesson, isn't it? Tough study. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 33, Paul wrote, Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved, that they may be saved. Paul went through incredible ordeals to be able to teach other people the gospel and thereby help them have the hope of eternal life in heaven. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 and 5, that incredible treatise on love. The highest form of love, agape. Just look, we'll pull out an excerpt here. Verses 4 and 5. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. It's not selfish, in other words. Love does not parade itself. It's not arrogant. Is not puffed up. It's not conceited. Does not behave rudely does not seek its own, is not selfish. What great descriptions 
of true godly love and how Jesus demonstrated that for us in coming to this earth as our Savior. Galatians 5 and verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Those are characteristics of selfishness. Galatians 6 and verse 2, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What? Well, that person ought to bear his own burden, take care of his own needs. As Christians, we're told and specifically told, especially told, in focusing upon brothers and sisters in Christ, when somebody's faced with a burden, a brother or sister in Christ that he cannot overcome by himself at that particular moment in time, we need to step in. Not be selfish, but be selfless. We're going to stop, and we'll conclude this particular study and this whole line of study on heart troubles next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to love as you would have us to love. Thank you for loving us in that way. Help us, Father, to exemplify the example of our Savior of selflessness and not selfishness. To your glory, Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.